We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg, and today I'm joined by my DallasBasketball.com colleague, Lance Roberson. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Lance underscore 972. He does a lot of great work for us. Uh, I believe he's done the last two recaps. He did the back-to-backs uh, on the recap, which I, I'm very appreciative of you doing that because there's no way I would have been able to get that other one the other night. Uh, back-to-back recaps, he just put out a good story on Tim Hardaway Jr., who is taking care of, uh, I believe it's uh, house payments for families, isn't it? Two families? Yeah, two families. It's uh, up to $10,000 in total donations. It's uh, Both families get three months of uh, house payments. So it was really nice of, of him and an organization. Always nothing but high-class stuff from Tim Hardaway Jr. Love that dude. Uh, you know, he. I know people don't like how streaky he can be on the court, uh, but it all evens out, and he's a good player on the court and off the court. So you love to see stuff like that, especially around the holidays right now and, you know, people in need needing stuff like that. So that was great to see. Uh, Lance, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, talking about these last two games that the Mavs have played without Luka. Um, I don't know where your mind was at heading into both of those games. Me personally, when Luka doesn't play, I have zero expectations. Uh, I'm usually pretty optimistic, but with the way the Mavs have played without Luka so far this season and last season, uh, I did not expect a win in either one, even though it was OKC and Charlotte. And Charlotte's not the worst team in the league, but they have the worst defense in the league. Uh, so I wasn't expecting much. They come out in OKC. Moses Brown has a big game against his former team, provides a big spark. Uh, they had a lot of guys in double figures. KP was only like the game's fourth leading scorer, and he only had like 13 points or something like that. So, you know, good all-around scoring from everybody involved. Uh, it was good to see them get some shots going. And then against Charlotte last night on the second night of a back-to-back, uh, they just shot the lights out, you know, something you don't normally see on a second night of the back of a back to back, but you know, uh, they, they got it going. KP had 22, 12 and three blocks at the half. Uh, 
<laughs> only played 25 minutes total, and the Mavs get another blowout win. So back-to-back blowout wins against uh, the Thunder and the Hornets without Luka, uh, who continues to rest that ankle. And then you have the game coming up on Wednesday against the Lakers. And then after Wednesday, the Mavs are off until Sunday. So they'll they'll have a long period of time there where Luka can continue to rest. And I don't think he should play Wednesday, but it might be hard for him to sit out one against his idol, LeBron James. I, I don't know if he's going to sit that one out or not, even though I kind of think he probably should. Uh, but get, where's your overall feelings on this team based on the last two games and what they have coming up? All right, so – Obviously, the Thunder are like one of the worst teams in the league. They're like obviously rebuilding, uh, but it, I'm, I'm just I'm always happy to see the so-called development that kid promised. So seeing Moses Brown get some time and some of the other players like Green get some time, uh, that's that's what I really care about when I'm watching these games, like against like lesser competition. Um, and even the Hornets, I mean, they were they have a lot of like injuries and. Uh, NBA health protocol stuff going on. So, like, LaMelo Ball wasn't even playing. Uh, they were that out, uh, Mason Pumley and two other rotation players. So, not saying that that win wasn't impressive. or No, it's not impressive. But what was impressive was KP. Uh, this is That was definitely the best all-around game I've seen from KP in quite some time. I mean, he had five blocks, Agreed. including the, the Miles Bridges block, where I thought Miles Bridges was going to yeah. dunk on him. Because, I mean, <laughs> Miles Bridges is definitely – like a dunking competition kind of guy. Like, look out for him during the all-star break. Um, other than that, Trey Burke definitely uh, showcased that he does believe in shots. He had, like, 23 points. So, I mean, that the supporting cast, it was awesome to see, you know, Dallas actually perform at home, score 70 points, albeit versus a lesser team. Uh, I, I do believe uh, Doncic is going to play Wednesday because, I mean, we all – Everyone knows this whole yeah. documented that he that he loves playing against LeBron, and I mean he he said himself that he shouldn't even have played against the Pacers, but he did. So I can definitely see him, you know, using his influence to uh, come back a little bit sooner. Well, and I mean, not that LeBron's going to retire anytime soon, but you know, it is getting towards the. Uh, the end of his career and you really you don't know how many more opportunities you're going to have to play against him so I just feel like if he's able to play even if he's not a hundred percent you know I, I feel like he's definitely going to uh to give it a run there but I agree with you you know it is they did get two wins and it was against two bad teams and the Hornets they were without LaMelo Ball you know they're shorthanded too uh, we probably should have seen this coming given the beatdown that the Mavs gave the Hornets in preseason. They won by 68 <laughs> against the same Hornets team in preseason, so maybe they just like playing the Hornets. I don't know. Uh, but you don't want to put too much into preseason basketball. Uh, but like you said, I, I agree with you know the development stuff. You like to see uh, guys getting uh, some run that they don't they, they normally wouldn't get. And Josh Green specifically, and we'll get to Moses Brown here in a second, but Josh Green, it seems like ever since that Memphis game, the first Memphis game that they lost, and then you had those fiery comments from Desmond Bain afterwards, you know, saying, oh, well, this, it's not my fault they picked Josh Green over me, and, you know, he basically just threw him under the bus. Uh, I mean, obviously Desmond Bain has a right to, to say what he said because everything he said was correct at that point. But since that point, 
it seems like Josh Green has been getting more run, and I don't know if it's specifically because of those comments that were made, uh, or maybe it was, you know, just Sterling Brown being out and he's filling in for his position or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I like it. I like that it's it's turned out this way because he's showing us some things. He's always been good defensively. He's always been very active, uh, you know, has active hands. He's quick. Uh, he can get in position faster than pretty much anyone on the team right now. Uh, he hit a corner three last night and a couple other jumpers. You know, he was, he was hitting his shot. Uh, his vision is one of the things that's very underrated about Josh Green. And uh, it may not be underrated as far as, you know, the, the Mavs community, Mavs Twitter community and stuff like that, because every time he plays, it seems like we're bringing it up. But uh, I just can't help but notice you know, he had one pass last night, Lance. I'm sure you remember it, but uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. missed the three-pointer. But it was like a look-off cross-court sling pass that was just right on the money to Tim Hardaway Jr., who was open on the other corner. Uh, and Tim Hardaway Jr. missed it. But it was very Luka-esque uh, with that pass. So I'm very encouraged by Green's, you know, how he's played uh, the last couple of games. And I'm wondering if something like this could be meaningful for his development, like in the immediate future, like for the rest of this season, if Luca comes back and they are completely healthy, even if Sterling Brown comes back and they need a spark or something, maybe Jason Kidd can insert him. And because he's gotten some experience in some of these other games, it can end up being a good thing for the Mavs the rest of the season, or maybe even in the postseason if they need a spark. You know, they could have used a, a spark in the Clippers series last year uh, when things got so stagnant. So, I mean, what a, overall, I mean, what do you think about Green and where do you think his progression will go from here just the rest of this season? All right, so with Green, like, lean up to the draft, like when people were talking about certain players, I mean, a lot of a lot of the draft people I knew about weren't even necessarily having him high on their list for the Mavs to pick, but they did say that he was athletic and that he could, like, given the right amount of time, be one of the better defenders in the draft. Uh, the thing is, when you play for Rick Carlisle and your name is not Luka Doncic and you're a rookie, you don't really get a lot of chances. Um, so I remember him throwing an alley-oop to Willie Cauley-Stein last year, and, of course, Willie Cauley-Stein missed the, the dunk, and right away Carlisle benched uh, Green. And the reason I say that is because I just think Green's been conservative up until this point because he's been afraid to get yanked for small mishaps, even if they're not of his own doing. Uh, but now I just think he's starting to get confident and he realizes that kid is legitimately trying to play him and get him some burn. Uh, I I watched him do a pull-up in transition. I was like, I, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And, <laughs> and I was impressed. Even if he didn't make the shot, I was impressed because I was like, that's not something he would have done last year. Because really all he would have done last year is just stay in the corner and probably not even get a look his way. So I think it's just confidence and reps. I mean, it's just like simple stuff. Um, I'm really just – I'm not really expecting much from him. I just want him to – I don't want to say be scared at the moment because he's professional, but I just want him to realize that he's out there for a reason and and he's more than just a body. Like He needs to like do something out there. I mean, they they need young players. They need a spark, like you say, because, I mean, Trey Burke is – rarely going to give you 23 points off the bench, you know, let alone even play that long. So yeah, that's all I'm looking for is just him being confident and, and, and believing himself to just pull up in those situations and, and, and try different things rather than just being kind of conservative with his play. 
Well, just moving on from Josh Green a little bit, another, you know, young Maverick that's been playing well. And it really it's it goes before these last two games against OKC and and Charlotte. But that win they had against Memphis is really when Moses Brown started to get, you know, a good handful, at least, you know, over ten minutes. I think he only played twelve in that Memphis win, but uh he was a big factor. Uh, in that win, you know, Taylor Jenkins, the Memphis Grizzlies head coach afterwards, he was, when they asked him about, you know, what the difference in the game was, he was just like, <laughs> he said, Moses Brown was the difference in the game because of the energy he brought. Uh, he just gives the Mavs a different dynamic uh, than, you know, what you have with say Dwight Powell at center. And he, he's young, he's athletic, he's long. Uh, and I think it was the OKC game. He had a drop step in the paint that was just beautiful. His footwork was great. And, I'm, and all I could think about when I saw that was like, you know, those reports about how uh, Tyson Chandler is mentoring him uh, this season. And I am i don't know if that's still going on. I'm sure it is. But uh, that's all I could think about in that moment was like, okay, maybe Tyson Chandler is helping this dude. And, you know, if he can add some muscle and everything, maybe the Mavs have something because he's on a super cheap contract. Uh, in my opinion, he gives you more than what your other bigs give you. Uh, even though he is kind of, um, what's the word? I don't want to say uncoordinated because that's, that seems I mean, like a slide at an NBA player. But... Dalton, in all fairness, <laughs> Dalton, like he's very young and raw and everyone, a lot of people know that centers take a while to develop. So there's nothing wrong with him not having it all together. The, the fact that he has the motor that he has is the most important thing. It's yeah. his motor. That's what makes him special because Dwight Powell has a motor too, but unfortunately Dwight Powell does not have the body that that Moses has, and that and so those two combinations make for a deadly center. Once he actually, just imagine once he gets gets it together, how he's going to look, and on that very very team friendly contract, I might add too. And that was the thing with Dwight Powell, even before his Achilles injury, when he was super athletic and you know was able to dunk on anybody and go you know almost to the top of the backboard, catching alley-oops, stuff like that. Uh, even then, though, he still had issues rebounding because his arms just aren't long enough. Uh, so that's the thing. You know, Moses, not only is he tall, but he's got a super long wingspan. I think it's like seven foot eight or something like that. I have to look and see the exact measurements. But anyway, he's got a plus wingspan, and he's already like seven two. So that's always a, a good thing. And – uh, I'm really encouraged by that. I don't think he'll, you know, get consistent minutes against teams with more established bigs throughout this season unless the Mavs are just having injury issues or something like that. But uh, anytime you have a situation like these last two games where you can plug in your young guys, they get a ton of run, and you get the wins, that is that is nothing but positive stuff for their development in the Mavs going forward. And, you know, if anything, even if you don't stay – uh, even if they don't stay with the Mavs long term, uh, at worst, you know, you're raising people's trade values. Um, and by the way, you mentioned KP's block on Bridges earlier, and that's the picture you use for your uh, your recap on DallasBasketball.com. I just wanted to show that real quick. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> just, just incredible stuff from KP there. And uh, like I said, he – he had uh, 22 points and 12 rebounds, three three blocks in the first half, finished with five blocks. Uh, and it was really the first game, Lance, where 
it seemed like he had everything going at once. Uh, he's probably had a couple other games where it seemed like that too against, uh, you know, earlier in the season. But as of late, it seems like he's really been struggling offensively. Uh, and he's still sh- – he, I haven't looked at the updated numbers, but before last night he was shooting under 30%. Uh, from three, which is by it would be by far a, co- a career worse for him by like eight percentage points. So you have to think there's going to be some positive regression there uh, with his three point shooting, just like you'd think the same thing with Reggie Bullock and some of these other guys, too. But um, KP going forward, are you encouraged by how he's playing right now uh, and think it could be a good thing for the Mavs the rest of this season and going into the postseason if he stays healthy? Or are you kind of looking at every time he plays like this, like, oh, well, maybe it's increasing his trade value? Because some people, I got to be honest, I brought this up last night and in a couple different locations. We have our uh, Mavs Step Back Discord now and uh, Twitter and DMs and all that stuff. And some people are just like, oh, man, don't do that. Don't bring up the KP trade stuff now. And I'm thinking like, well, I mean (laughs) – Cuban's going to text you, man. Cuban's going to hit you I, up. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Mark Cuban doesn't want to hear something like that, but, I mean, I just – I don't know, man. I, I look at how – he is good at certain times, but he's inconsistent at times too. And I'm just thinking, like, if you look around the league and say Sacramento, for instance, they have supposedly been shopping Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley together in a trade package, and that money matches up perfectly with KP. So – I'm thinking like, you know, Marvin Bagley, he's he's so much younger than KP. He still has a lot of upside. Buddy Heald, he could bring you some more consistent shooting. He's had a down year this year, but he's consistently like a 40% three-point shooter for his career. Uh, I look at stuff like that, and I'm just thinking like, you know, who was uh, – I forgot who reported that uh, for Sacramento, but it said that they were trying to package those two players in return for a good player. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, well, KP is a good player. I mean, yeah, let's <laughs> maybe that could work. But I mean, what are your thoughts there? Are you are you thinking trade KP? Or are you thinking like, you know, maybe he can keep up what he's been doing for the course of a whole season? Uh, I don't think I don't think any mid season trade of that magnitude is going to help the team. I think it'll just hurt the team even more because I mean they got a new coach. I, th- I think what they're doing right now just just do this for now. I mean they have their own draft pick, so whatever happens, they have it at least. If there was to be a trade, I think it'd be in the offseason because if they trade in midseason, Cuban would have to go on a PR rampage because all the stuff that he's been talking about, he would never trade Porzingis and for him to trade him like a month later, like I'd, I'd ra- <laughs> I think Cuban would rather double down than than do something as drastic as that. But but seriously, I mean, Porzingis has looked good. My issue is like when he looks good, and, and this is not – I'm just saying this might be coincidence, but when he looks good, a lot of the times the Mavs do lose. Yeah. You know, but they just happen to play, you know, a team without their best player. Although they still have like, like the Hornets have like Miles Bridges and Hayward and, and um, man, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the guard that just came well, back last night. Well, no, the, uh, the no, shooting no, guard. Terry Ter- Ter- Rozier. Yeah. So he was playing too. So it's not like they don't have any – it's not like they were playing the Thunder. The Thunder are worse, even though they do have yeah. a couple of really good young players like as uh, Shea, Kelly, Gilgis, Alexander, and stuff. But. 
And Kelly Oubre Jr. is usually what I like to call oh, Mavs All Star. Ver- yeah, versus yeah. Mavs All Star or a yeah. Hall of Fame versus yeah. Mav. You know, whatever you want to call yeah. it. He usually lights up the Mavs. Yeah, but he did not last night, so that was good. But now uh, I, I don't think I don't <laughs> think that they're going to be trading KP man. If anything, they're just going to ride this and the whole immaculate vibes thing they've been pushing is just they're going to continue with that. And I mean, it's great. KP had five blocks and. And didn't look stiff out there. So it's really like a friend of uh, DallasBasketball.com, Kirk Henderson. As he likes to say, it's a lot of times it's up to Porzingis' body, not exactly him, you know. So they just got to keep monitoring him, make sure they don't play him too much. And and that's about it. I mean, I'm not saying they will never trade him because, I mean, Mark let Tyson Chandler walk twice. So I'm (laughs) I'm not going to envision them really being super loyal, like, if they see a package like maybe in the offseason, I just don't see them doing something so drastic in the regular season with a new head coach. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, I think, uh, and I, I told somebody this earlier today, Lance. It to me, it kind of feels like the Mavs. Anytime there's like rumors coming out, it, you know, Mark Cuban wants it to be like, oh, well, if you hear a rumor and it's not coming directly from us, it's always false. It, to me, it kind of feels like if something does come out, even if it was true at the time they reverse course and they, you know, it's like they just completely event. Cause you know, we had the stuff about them shopping KP last year and so reportedly it was like with golden state, uh, they were going to try and do something with that. And, you know, looking back, thank goodness they didn't because <laughs> the warriors are already amazing this year. And with the way KP, uh, has played since coming back from his back tightness, that would just make them even better. But, you know, since that report came out, and I'm sure they were shopping him at one point just to kind of gauge and see what the what the trade interest was. Uh, there's been nothing, absolutely nothing since then. So it's like they have just cut anywhere that that leak might might have come from, even if it was from the other team. It just kind of feels like they just completely shut it down. We're not trading him. Uh, got rid of Rick Carlisle. That seems to be 
you know, what KP's main thing was there. So, I, I mean, I can see that. I can see where you're coming from there. Uh, I'm okay if they don't trade him. Uh, I think, you know, as long as he stays healthy, uh, he's added a little bit to his game to where, like, I know people groan about the post-up stuff, uh, especially at the beginning of the season when Jason Kidd said he was going to implement that. Uh, but he's really worked on it. Like, he's he's a lot better around the basket than he has been in recent years, and he's not getting punked uh, by smaller guys like he, like he was in the playoffs and over the course of the last regular season. So uh, I'm encouraged by all of that. Uh, I think he will provide a huge spark for the Mavs in the postseason if they do get their hit healthy. And I like – the biggest thing I take away from this stretch right now with Luka being out, Lance, is – the guys, everybody but Luca, you know, that's been the problem this year. It's like Luca, he's averaging 25, 8, and 8, even with his conditioning issues, even with him having ankle issues. Uh, you know, it's been all this stuff going on with him, and yet he's still averaging 25, 8, and 8, and he's generating wide open looks for his teammates. The other guys, that's what's been the issue this year. So to have Luca out, and, you know, the last time he was out, they didn't win a game. They went 0-3. So, to have him out now and th- for them to win two in a row and kind of, you know, building up some momentum, I think that's uh, that's a good thing for this team going forward. You get these guys going individually. Uh, you get Jalen Brunson back in a groove for when Luka comes back, and he can help out a lot. Trey Burke, he looked like Trey Burke from the Orlando bubble last night. He had 22 points off the bench. <laughs> Was just hitting everything. Uh, one of my uh, one of my Twitter guys I see on our Mav Twitter guys. His name's Austin. I can't pronounce his last name, but I see him on Twitter every now and then. He uh, he uh, uh, said something about every couple of months. Uh, or no, what was that tweet? He that hold on. Let me look at this. Okay, okay. He said he said once every ninety four games or so. Trey Burke turns into Allen Iverson, and it's incredible. <laughs> That's probably the best way he could have put that. Uh, so it was good to see that happen. Uh, hopefully, Reggie Bullock can get it going again. You know, he's we've seen some signs of life from him, and he's another guy who's been like a forty percent three point shooter for his career. So I just don't, I don't think it's gonna Wilson Ball or not. Uh, I don't think he's going to continue to shoot as poorly as he has in this first quarter of the season. And uh, who knows, man, uh, the way Justin Jackson has been performing for the Texas legends, uh, maybe they need to bring him back for one of the end of the roster spots. You know, they switched to the Wilson ball and he dominated with the Wilson ball in college. So, you know, maybe there's a correlation there. Need to okay. So you, Cuban. you want to talk about bringing Justin Jackson back? Could they bring him back just so they can trade for Harrison Barnes and, Get a mulligan on that trade. <laughs> yeah. God, that was so bad. There, you, you look back at the comedy of errors that have happened back to back over the last couple of seasons for the Mavs since uh since that KP trade. And and the KP trade worked out okay. You know, KP when he's healthy, KP helps you a lot. And Tim Hardaway Jr. turned out to be a, a very big surprise there. But after that, there have been so many miscues. It, it's just it's crazy. But um Looking ahead just to this Lakers game, Lance, whether Luka plays or not, you know, given how the Lakers have struggled so far this year and, you know, everybody's talked about their advanced age and all that, um, they've shown flashes since LeBron has gotten healthy. 
But I mean, what are your what are your expectations for this game on Wednesday? National TV Wednesday night. Uh, we're doing a math step back watch party for it, so you guys be sure to go sign up for. I'll premium. be there. I'll, I'm I'll not doing the recap. In a second. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing the recap. I don't think unless unless someone signs me up for it, I'll be three peating. But I think Bree's doing that one. I'll have to double check. But anyway, I, I was trying to go to the games, the game, but man, they want way too much for nosebleed. I'll have to just catch it. <laughs> it's like eighty dollars for nosebleed, and with the ticket fees, it's like two hundred dollars. I was like, Nah, I'm good. No, nah, yeah. but I, uh, I mean, it's the Lakers. No, no matter how they're playing, the Mavs are going to struggle against like players like AD, like just bigs like that they have. I mean, last year the Mavs caught the Lakers while they were running into health issues, so they were able to, I think, uh, win the season series against them actually, which is not something they always do. Um, but uh, no, I'm LeBron just is coming off a triple double. Like it's against Luca. It's on national TV, and it's. Uh, I'm not here predicting win or losses, but I think it's going to be uphill battle for, for the Mavericks. Honestly, I mean, these are the, typically the situations that are like, it's 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 great for for drama and everything, but like, it, it takes me back to like when the the Mavs played the Lakers on Christmas and everyone was hyping it up, and then they end up getting their tails yeah. you know taken off. So I, I think it, I think it's going to be fun, but I. I just don't know if it's going to be like a buzzer beater situation here or I mean, it's it's going to be fun regardless. I can't wait to watch because it's, you know, Luca and LeBron at theater and that alone, win or win or loss regardless is, is fun, but I don't know, man. I, well, I, I know the team's gotten two wins without Luca now, but considering who they've played, I mean, the Lakers, they haven't been world beaters or anything, you know, they've, they've had their <laughs> own share of struggles, but mm-hmm. uh, I feel like, this one, if Luca doesn't play, I'm expecting a loss. I mean, that's just – I feel like I feel like they're fortunate to have gotten two straight wins now without him, and I think they'll lose if he doesn't play. If he does play, you know, the last time he came back from an ankle injury was uh, in, in Los Angeles against the Clippers, and they had that thrilling overtime win, and Luca loves to get up for the moment in, in, in those type of situations. So, if Luca comes back, I'm, I'm expecting a very good game. And I I do think the Mavs have a chance of winning their third uh, straight. So, yeah. Sorry uh, for uh, not being as optimistic as you. I just every time well, that, I think of Mavs on national TV, <laughs> yeah. Mo- and I, you know, I'm trying to be objective here, but when I think of Mavs on national TV versus LeBron, it, it usually doesn't go well. So. Yeah, <laughs> especially a couple. I remember. Uh, I can't remember if it was last season or the season before the bubble. But, I remember uh, which game you're talking about. Yeah, Seth Curry or or uh, no Dwight, Dwight Howard grabbed, Dwight Seth, Howard Curry. grabbed yes. Seth Curry, and they didn't call it. And it ended up with a Danny Green three that sent it to overtime. Never should have gone to overtime. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah, I, uh, I'm surprised I didn't get into a spat with someone at that bar last night that night because there was a lot of Lakers fans that I was clearly peeved <laughs> they can be intense for sure which Mavs fans can too but not not at the level that uh that Lakers fans are but <laughs> well guys look before we before we take off here I do want to take a chance to uh to plug Mavs step back premium if you don't know you know your perks for premium uh you get access to all of our live watch parties uh we're doing those on the uh playback app it's in beta testing right now so it's not like public but uh, it should probably be sometime in March, but uh, for right now, we're doing we're sending out these private links to people to where they can join. And basically, it's a live stream. 
and it's kind of like green room where there's a chat for everybody to talk in the room and we can bring people on stage in the little bubbles. Uh, you know, at the bottom, it's kind of like we're the, the commentators on the game and we can bring up people as guests and stuff like that. It's really cool. Uh, y'all should definitely consider, you know, signing up and try it out at least for a month. You know, it's $4 a month. If you don't think it's worth your, your $4 a month, you can cancel at any time. Uh, you don't have to go past, you know, one month if you don't want to. But anyway, you get access to all of our live watch parties. You get all of our episodes on there ad free, exclusive bonus pods with special guests. I've got one coming up Thursday for y'all. Uh, you get access to our Mav Step Back Discord where we're always talking Mavs, have different channels. We have one specifically set up for trade speculation. Uh, and then you get a free T-shirt if you sign up before the end of the year. So that's just these next couple weeks. If you sign up before we get to 2022, you'll get a free Mavs Step Back T-shirt. And you can sign up at patreon.com slash Mavs Step Back. And I'm going to just show you all this uh, little thing here. It shows, let's see. Okay, off to the right there, there's your chat. Uh, like I said, it's similar to Green Room. Uh, you can put your own profile picture and everything and talk throughout the game. Down here at the TV screen, or the stream part right here, you'll see the little bubbles. That was me and my guy, Taylor Peterson. He's from the Uncontested uh, OKC podcast. He came on for, for Mavs Thunder the other night, and we had a great time. So uh, be sure to go check that out. It's, it's worth a try. I mean, we've had a ton of fun with it. We've had a handful of people sign up for this last couple of weeks, and it's going to just continue growing from there. And, you know, the goal for this, and I haven't told many people, Lance, but, you know, if we could just get like half of our normal podcast subscribers, listeners to sign up for premium, I'm eventually going to move out to the Dallas area. <laughs> I've got, I've got to, I've got to get to a certain point where it makes, you know, sense for me to do that. So I figured as much as I love doing this, I'm going to put out extra content, uh, when I can during my, you know, my spare time or, you know, my lunch breaks or whatever, I'm going to keep putting out this extra content for people. And hopefully it gets to a point where, you know, I can, uh, you know, my wife and I can move out that way. And I know she'd make a lot more money teaching out that way than, than she does in South Mississippi. So, uh, that's the end goal with all of this, not only just to bring everybody more of our math step back content, but, uh, just so I can potentially get closer to everybody too. So that's the end goal in mind. We'll see how it goes for now. Uh, like I said, if anybody wants to sign up and try it, it's patreon.com slash math step back. And we hope to see a lot of you on Wednesday for Mavs Lakers. It starts at 6 30 PM central time. And Lance, we'll see you there too. You said you're going to be able to join us. Oh yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to be there. After back-to-back recaps, uh, you need a little bit of a break. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the Mavs but, made uh, the last one really easy for me, so I was yeah, thankful both for of, that. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Really, were, you were able to wrap those up before uh, before the fourth quarter. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, guys, uh, Lance Roberson. You can find him at Lance underscore nine seven two on Twitter. Uh, he's always posting his work from DallasBasketball.com and giving his thoughts on other things, maps related and sports related, you know, all that good stuff. So be sure to follow him. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're still doing that thing where if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it'll enter you for a chance to win a free T-shirt. All you have to do is put your Twitter ad or Instagram ad, some way for us to get in contact with you. 
Uh, we haven't had, we haven't given out any of those lately. Cause I think it's probably been two or three weeks, uh, since we got our last, uh, review done on there. So, uh, it'd be a good time to do it. Nobody's done it in a couple weeks. So your chances of winning, uh, one of those t-shirts goes up when that happens. So guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day and we'll see you on Wednesday. Y'all have a good one. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.